five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome to the Plymouth Meeting Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We hope the following message touches your hearts and minds. The year was 1818. On the border of modern-day Germany and Austria, the mountain village of Obendorf tried to stay warm on a cold, on a cold winter. A assistant priest in his mid-twenties, his name was Joseph Moore, he had a little poem tucked away and he wanted to share it with his congregation on Christmas Eve. And so on Christmas Eve, 1818, Joseph went to his friend Franz Gruber, schoolmaster and organist at his congregation. He asked Franz to compose a little melody to go with this poem. So Franz uh, came up with a tune, a tune to go with the, the poem, and it was supposed to be played on guitar because, well, the church organ was, was broken. And so that evening, Silent Night was performed for the first time at the Christmas service. It was a song that was meant just for the small village of Obendorf, but it became a song owned by the entire world. It became a hit. Silent Night might be one of the most known and translated Christmas songs all around the world. One fun fact, you can look it up. I did. Bing Crosby's 1935 recording of Silent Night is still in the top 30 best-selling singles list today. It's still on there. Many have enjoyed the tradition of lighting candles Singing this song on Christmas Eve. And it's the, there's a message in the song, the, the aura of singing it by candlelight. It provokes a message of, of, of peace. It conjures up heavenly peace. An inner calm. Almost maybe for a few moments everything's going to be okay. It feels like things are going to be good. So I don't know what your year has, has looked like. I don't. But tonight, our, our year intersects together. And in a few minutes, we're going to be singing Silent Night together with some flaming candles. And tonight, as a group, we'll be able to just pause. We'll be able to pause and believe. In Silent Night, one of the, the lines is sleep in heavenly peace. And I want you to think about that here as we get started. To sleep in heavenly peace, well that sounds like an invite to trust. <clears throat> to trust, to rest, and relax in God. We don't need to be afraid. We can sleep in peace. We can let our guard down. We can rest. And so tonight, my goal is to remind all of us that no matter how busy we are, no matter how messy our life is right now, there is a God who who loves you. And even if he doesn't give us all the details and all the specifics that we would just so love to know sometimes, we can trust God. 
we can trust God. So I'm going to say a prayer, and then we'll uh, continue to, to go on into our, our message tonight. Heavenly Father, Lord, God, again, I, I thank you for this, this opportunity to worship you in this worship center, in community, to lift up praises to you, to, to celebrate Christmas. And God, as we turn our heads and hearts to you, this just this, this little message tonight, I just pray that it can, it can move things around uh, in our heads and hearts. What, what needs to be moved, what needs to be organized, the, the, the message that we need to, to listen and, and, and lean into tonight, I, I just ask God that you would speak that out, Lord. May that just be so clear to us tonight. We pray for the calm. We pray for the peace. The peace that comes from you. May we believe. Help us to believe. In your name we pray. Amen. So tonight, I would like to compare two men from the Bible. If you count baby Jesus, perhaps we could say two and a half men. That's a bad joke. No, two, two men from the Bible uh, who had opportunities to believe in, in God. A guy named Ahaz and a guy named Joseph. One was a king, and the other was a carpenter, and they lived generations apart from each other. And so let's start with, with Ahaz, King Ahaz of, of Judah. Okay? His, his story is found in the Old Testament in Isaiah chapter 7. Ahaz is not a good king. He's destructive. He, he worships fake gods, and he even sacrifices his own children. Most would consider King Ahaz to be disgusting, detestable, despicable, dreadful. Not, not a great guy, King Ahaz. And you can probably guess, in his kingdom, not all is calm, not all is, is bright. Actually, he's in conflict in his story, in his narrative. You see, two other kings have joined forces, and they plan on attacking his kingdom. It's a big mess. It's, it's drama. And now by God's grace, God gives this other man named Isaiah, a prophet, God gives Isaiah something to say to King Ahaz. So Isaiah goes to King Ahaz, knock, knock, knock. Yo, King, yo, Ahaz, God has a word for you. Okay, be careful, keep calm, don't be afraid. Well, that sounds like Hobby Lobby, doesn't it, right? <laughs> Isaiah said it first. Be careful, keep calm, don't be afraid. Don't lose heart because of the two smoldering stubs of firewood, because of the fierce anger of these two other kings. So yeah, these two other kings, they are joining forces. They will attack you, okay? They want to butcher up your kingdom. But this is what the sovereign Lord says. It will not take place. Okay? You can count on that. It will not take place. It will not happen. 
And then the call to action is, if you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. Now notice, God gives some details, but, but God doesn't give all of the details, all of the specifics, again, that like we're hungry for. All right? What God gives is this invite to believe, to trust, to be careful, to be calm, don't be afraid. But let's be real, sometimes we're like Ahaz, Ahaz didn't get the message, okay? Sometimes we just don't get the message. Ahaz, he needs a couple more hints. Okay, and so God says, okay, go ahead, go ahead, Ahaz, ask me for a sign. You can check it out in Isaiah chapter 7 for the full text here. But God says, go ahead, ask me for a sign. Ahaz refuses. And so God's like, well, okay, I'm going to give you a sign anyways. You didn't play your part, Ahaz. I'm going to give you a sign anyways. Isaiah 7, verse 14, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and we'll call, and you'll call him uh, Emmanuel. He'll be called Emmanuel. So prophetic signs have multiple meanings, okay? We're not going to get into that tonight, but what I do want to point out is that the birth of children, that's a sign of hope, especially in this ancient culture. High, high, uh, what's it called? Infant mortality. Yes. Those rates, really high back in the day. Thank you. <laughs> Children, it's a sign of hope, you know? In, in, in contrast to, to the guy who sacrifices his own children... To, to, you know, fake phony gods. He's potentially destroying his own uh, line, all right? God says, hey, a child is coming. Children mean there's a future. Life is going to go on. And the child in this, this prophecy is, is to be called Emmanuel, God with us. That's what that means. So what do you think? Will King Ahaz trust in God? Well, we find out in another Old Testament book, 2 Kings chapter 16, Ahaz, he doesn't trust God. Instead, he cuts a deal with the king of Assyria, this other king that's out there. All right. Now, just to recap the story so far, Ahaz, or excuse me, Ahaz is in a big mess. What was the call to action? Stand firm, trust God, believe. You're going to have to believe that this is going to turn out right, okay? As rotten as Ahaz is and was, God gracefully still gives him the invite to believe. Ahaz, you don't need to go cut deals with these other gangster kings. Trust me, Ahaz. Trust me. Now, we're going to jump to the New Testament. We're going to talk about Joseph now tonight. But one more thing about Ahaz. You know, he, he lived a long time ago in a very different time and place and culture. But I don't want you to uh, assume that you can't relate to him. Because 
How many times, because of fear, we cut deals in our own life instead of trusting God? Now in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. We heard some of the story from Luke uh, tonight. Uh, We're going to check out Matthew's account. Many, many years later, one of Ahaz's descendants is in a big mess. His name is Joseph. Here's his story. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, And you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So that's Matthew giving a nod to Isaiah there, pulling out that prophecy. When Joseph woke up, He did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. And so Joseph, Joseph, unlike Ahaz, is a noble individual. But he's not in a great situation. He's not in a pleasant situation. Like scientifically, uh, his fiance, uh, Mary, like the baby in her womb, that's not his kid. All right. He was thinking about divorcing her. All right. There, there was like a, a three tier process of getting married back in the day. I won't explain it all, but essentially, yeah, divorce is the right word to use. It's a separation. Okay, so a relationship needs to end here. He was thinking about divorcing his pregnant Mary. Privately, And that probably meant his reputation was going to be tarnished. But then through a dream, this dreamy angel shows up and explains to Joseph. He hears a message from God. Don't be afraid, Joseph. Go ahead. Take Mary as your wife. And again, God doesn't give all the details. God doesn't give all the specifics. But he says... Trust. It's an invite to trust. And yes, Joseph was initially afraid. One author points out, when we're afraid, sometimes we enter into the wrong alliances. Fear can be a tyrant that causes us to make dumb, bad decisions. And you know, sometimes when uh, it seems like there's two choices before us, we might think, There's only two choices before us. But let these two stories tonight reveal, hey, with God, there are more options on the table. 
And we don't always get to know fully what to expect from God or what God is up to. But the invitation remains the same. It's an invite to trust. Ahaz, he made a bad decision, made bad decisions. Joseph, he believed. We didn't really talk about it tonight, but we could. We could talk about Joseph's obedience. He believed, and out of that belief, sorry, contact, making me go weird. Out of that belief, Jesus, uh, Joseph obeyed. Excuse me. <laughs> Your life is busy. Your life is messy. It could be. Perhaps you have projects going on. And you just can't wait for that project to be complete. Maybe there's just another loan to pay off. Always more homework to do. Perhaps you have this really weighty feeling on you, like you have a big decision to make, but you just don't know how or when or where to even start that whole process. Maybe there are things in your life that like, you are trying to just figure a way out. And so this is why I think Silent Night might be so special for us here in a few moments. It's because perhaps for the first time in a really long time, you're actually going to slow down just enough to listen to the voice of God. Maybe. The God of peace. The God of love. The God who is with us. And so tonight on this Holy Christmas Eve, I want to extend the same invite that God extends to these Bible characters. You know, the invite to trust Him. The invite to believe. To trust in His provisions. To trust in his son. Trust that Jesus is the one who saves. That Jesus is the one who changes hearts and brings true peace on earth. I invite you to trust in his peace. To be careful. To stay calm. To stand firm in your faith. Don't be afraid of his Light. God has grace and redemption for you. God has plans and purposes for you. And so as we sing, let us reflect on Jesus' birth. Reflect on the peace that Jesus brings. And so Allie's going to start uh, play, she's going to start playing Silent Night. Um, we are going to light the candles here tonight. We are going to wait until the whole room is lit. And then when we are all aflame, Allie will then uh, lead us through verses 1, 2, and 4.